Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. It's getting better. I think the more time we're out there together, the better. So, you know, we're kind of using games just practice like to, you know, just get after it. There was a lot of talk about that yesterday. That was uh, Dwayne Rankin from AZ Central that uh, we use that sound courtesy. I'm a little hard to hear, but that was uh, Devin Booker talking about starting to gel as a team. That was something else that Chris Paul talked a lot about after yesterday's game, too. As we welcome you back into the 5 o'clock hour here, the Burns and Gambo show, off of uh, a weekend in which the Suns won on Friday night against Denver. Yesterday against Oklahoma City, both games gave us, you know, it, it wasn't perfect by any stretch. They had a 27-point lead against the Nuggets and blew it. They cut it to five, but they still won. Yesterday against OKC, they had a 15-point lead in the third quarter. That game was way too tight down the stretch, but the Suns ultimately prevailed. But, Gamba, that was one of the big themes, and that was something that Chris Paul talked about, too. Quote, we're using these games to practice, see what works, see what things look like. Off the jump ball, they went and doubled book. A lot of this stuff is new, and we're doing a good job of figuring it out, close quote. Yeah, you can practice all you want, but what's going to happen in the playoffs when you're playing a team every other day and you're playing them four, five, six, seven games is they're going to make adjustments. You're not going to see a lot of in-game adjustments when you're playing a team one time in you know, in, in, in March or April. I mean, that that will change, too. But for them, it's about what what do they do that works? What do they, you know, you're seeing a lot of guys take shots at the end of games, too, in a lot of these games. It hasn't always just been Durant and Paul and Booker. And I think when when push comes to shove in close games and a playoff game, it's going to be a more heavy dose of Durant, Booker, and Paul. And you won't see, you know, Ross shooting as much or Ish Wainwright taking that open corner sure, three sure. because there'll be an emphasis on, I got to get it to the guy who's, you know, who's a much more efficient shooter than I am. And that's those three guys. Well, I don't think Devin Booker even took a shot in the fourth quarter, if I remember right. I don't, I don't think Last he attempted night, one shot yesterday yeah, it in, was, in the fourth quarter against OKC. I think you're right. It was a lot of, uh, it was, it was a, a lot of Durant. Was a lot of and there's a lot of Chris Paul. A lot of Aiton. And it was a lot of DeAndre Aiton. Yep. Yeah. A, a Koji got to the line, missed two free throws. Um, yeah, but kept turning it over, man. He had just so many turnovers he, in that game. He, he also had 10 assists. He was uh, clearly a lot more of a distributor last night. They were aggressively doubling Devin Booker the whole game. Uh, yeah. A, a very aggressively doubling it. But that's – I saw a sequence where um, – I think it led to an Aiton. I think it led to an no. It led to a Kevin Durant three. They come out at the top and they double book. He gives it up to Chris. They come over and double Chris. Chris, as soon as he sees the double coming, Kevin Durant standing wide open on the wing. It's like, yeah, okay, come double me. Boop, look at that. I'll throw it over to Kevin Durant, who's got a wide open look at three. Or is that your point? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, to your point. Fourth quarter. Paul jumper one hundred ninety one. KD. Uh, baseline jumper that was for 102. Paul baseline jumper that gave them 104. KD fouled two free throws 106. Um, KD corner three 109. Um, KD corner three 112. DA basket 114. DA two free throws 116. DA dunk 118. 
Paul three pointer one twenty one. Yes, that's that was almost a glimpse of what the playoffs are going to be like. Essentially, I got three or four guys are going to score all the baskets. Yeah, it's a good point because that's I'm going back to my notes on the game, and it was it was the, it was it was all those guys. Yeah, it, it was, was all them. It was all those guys, and and it's and it's going to be different every single night. Every single night, it's going to be different. It's not always. It's, it's going to be Booker some nights. It's going to be Durant some nights, and that's look. We can sit here and talk about it. But if you're watching these games, you can't, while it might not be perfect, you can see that in crunch time, especially with Chris Paul as the maestro of it all, there are just too many options for other teams to take away. It, it's Now, it's going to force, okay, like Kevin Durant, they're not going to give him easy shots. They're probably not going to give Devin Booker easy shots. So it's going to force Chris to take shots. All right, he's going to have to take we'll him. Play he's the two-man game him. with DA. He's going to have to play the two-man game with DA, which is going to force DA to catch the ball in rhythm, go to the hoop, and finish. You know, to make sure that it's working the way it's supposed to. But if all those things are functioning, we saw it for several sequences yesterday. There's just too many options for the, they. They left Kevin Durant wide open in the corner twice to crash in on Chris when he was driving in the paint. He's like, okay. Kevin Durant in the corner, done. Kevin Durant in the corner, done. Then the next time, they didn't leave Kevin Durant in the corner. He's like, fine, DeAndre Ayton on the roll to the rim. Boom, dunk, right? And it was just, it was that simple offensively for them. Um, Stephen Prijon from Bright Side of the Sun sent out a tweet, and I took a screenshot of it, and I sent it to you. Uh, The big four so far. Actually, I call it the big four. It's the starting lineup. It's Paul Booker, Kogi, Durant, and Ayton. In the six games so far, when they're on the floor, the five of them, they're plus 39. They're outscoring teams by 39 points, about six and a half points per game in the 95 minutes they've been out there. What's remarkable to me is that when those five are on the floor, okay. the opposition is shooting 38.4% from the floor. And the three. Give me the three. 28.1 from three. That's unbelievable. It, okay. Offensively, they've been good. Defensively? They've been out of this world. When those why, five are on the why floor. Why is that? I Hall slowed down defensively. Book's not a great defensive player. I don't know. DA's good defensively. But, Durant is good defensively with the size, but isn't like he doesn't move. Well, he moves laterally very well. He doesn't move side to side very well. I mean, you have in essence two seven footers out he can, there. Straight, who, who could, straight line, he's good. Yeah, who 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 are not like you know statues out there. They they've got some ability to move and keep up with the younger guys and certainly close out and do stuff like that. I don't know, but it, the offensive numbers are good. The defensive numbers were like whoa, whoa. That's what they're Why doing are teams when they're out there? not shooting the three well against them. I'm fascinated by that. I, I want to take a look at that a little bit more because you may play Golden State in the first round. Yeah, you might play them. You might they shoot the three pretty well. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's the team. And again, I, I'm not afraid of the Lakers. I don't fear them at all. I'd like to play the Lakers because I think they'll punk him in four or five games. The Clippers, I mean, I don't fear them either with Paul George being hurt and injured and Kawhi not, you know, Kawhi's still not 100%. He can't go every other, you know, every other game. It's, it's Golden State's 
the ability if they get Wiggins back and their ability to knock down 25 three-pointers in a game, that scares the hell out of you. Kevin Durant, in this is from Gerald Bourget, who covers the Suns for PHNX Sports, tweeted this out this morning. I took a screenshot of this one, too. Kevin Durant, so far with the Suns, nearly 27 points per game. Okay, that's what we expected. Um, six and a half rebounds per game. Three and a half assists per game. He's shooting 60.4% from the floor, 52% from three with a true shooting percentage of 72.3. And true shooting percentage is like a number they concocted that, that kind of takes into account the three-pointers are worth more than two-pointers. So, like, what's your true shooting percentage, depending on where you are on the floor when you shoot it? 72.3 is a ridiculous number. It a is. ridiculous number. Those are yeah. all ridiculous. And yet they're all what we expected, right? We're not surprised by this from Kevin Durant. I'm not surprised that they're winning all these games, and I don't really care that they're not blowing teams out. I mean, they're winning. I mean, they're learning how to win. They're learning how to play together. And again, when you get in the playoffs and there's more at stake, you'll play harder. Like every t- other team will play harder too, but you'll play even harder. And the Suns actually have more talent than most of the teams, especially with those top four. So uh, I think everybody should be excited about what they're seeing right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, look, I still, I still can't quite get over the fact that Kevin Durant's in the Suns uniform. As geeky as it sounds to say it, I, I do, I geek out a little bit when I see him out there because it's just, that's Kevin Durant. He's a freak show out there. He's so good. He's so good. And not just shooting the basketball. Good no. with knowing where the ball's supposed nice. to go. Good, good basketball with... IQ, smart player, great player. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. He is now, I mean, we knew that coming in. That's why, like, I don't think any of us are surprised, like, that Kevin Durant is elevating the Phoenix Suns and could have him in the NBA Finals because, like, you knew what you were getting. It wasn't like you you questioned. It was no. He's as good as advertised. He is always what he's a great one of the greatest players to ever play this game. Win lower level tickets for this Thursday's D backs home opener against the Dodgers. That's big time right there. there. Indeed, text baseball to six twenty six twenty. Complete details and your chance to win. Again, text the word baseball to six two zero six two zero. Has Madison Bumgarner run out of time, or has the clock already struck midnight? That's next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Swung on, high drive, left center and deep, and it is a no doubter. Grace Thompson, a first in a grand slam, and the Dodgers hang five on the Diamondbacks in the bottom of the first. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, telling you, it's just like this is not going to end well. No, it's not. You know, like, what? it's it, not going to end well. And, and honestly, mm-hmm. uh, you went on a rant earlier about Mad Bum, and I'm not saying it wasn't justified, but that is 100 percent accurate. Yeah. The, wh- whatever, this is not going to end well. No, it will not. This I, will I, end I, in a divorce, a, a, an that, ugly one. Yes, and sometimes, yes. <laughs> sometimes if you've got friends, I'm laughing because I, I hope people listening out there. People I know don't think I'm talking about them. Sometimes you've got a couple, they're like friends of yours, and yes. you just know it's good. You guys need to get divorced. You guys are going to get a divorce. We like, just fight. It's just a question of now, six months from now, right. six years from now. I know it, you know it, he knows it, she knows you're all, it. You're going to get divorced. You're, you're waiting until the kids grow up and do it now. Yes. You're making everybody miserable. And of all of your mm. ranty thing that you went on with Mad Bum earlier, of that, you and I are in total agreement. It's going to end, it's, in, it's going to end 
end ugly. It's going to end very poorly. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. It's going to end very Madison poorly. Madison Bumgarner is terrible. His ERA with the Diamondbacks is what'd you say it was? Five point. It's like five point oh eight. I think. Five, yeah, as a career, a, right. This guy's making $23 million this year. He's already, we got to go get him checked out. What's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong with him. He stinks. <laughs> look at his elbow. You don't need to look at his elbow. You don't need to look at his shoulder. You don't need to look at his head. You don't need to look at anything. He stinks. 506 ERA in 66. I, boy, has it really been 66 games? I, 66 games started for the Diamondbacks. He's got an ERA of 5.06. It's terrible. I mean, it's a, one of the biggest wastes of money. And listen, sometimes you go for it and it fails. Like, this is a colossal failure. This was a waste of $90 million. He hasn't been worth a single penny of the money they paid him. They've been trying to get rid of him since they got him. A total disaster of a signing. It was a big mistake. You learn from your mistakes. Mike Hazen's a good GM. He's done a great job. That was a mistake. Do you, though? You, has, you, has this organization learned from their mistakes? Well, I mean, I think I think Hazen will learn from this. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, Mike Hazen's a good GM. Oh, I'm not saying he he's rebuilt not. rebuilt that farm system. Like, he's a quality GM. I, I'm not saying he's not. I, I'm And look, Mike Hazen wasn't around for some of the other big mistakes financially this organization has made. Yeah. But let's, when's the last time one of these big money contracts ever worked out for the Diamondbacks? Like, never. It almost never works out for them. No, they never pick no, the right guy. They, no. they never give the right guy the money. Granky, they've been trying to get off Granky almost from the time they and, got him. Granky was good, but he wasn't two hundred and five million. He wasn't good. Dodgers good. He what they got him like he wasn't. He was good. He was good. He was good, but he wasn't Dodgers good. He wasn't. Uh, you're worth every penny of this two hundred and five million dollar contract. Good. Um, Yasmani Tomas, no sixty eight and a half million dollars. Russ Ortiz, no. Um, Eric Burns. Eric Burns. No, I don't know. I don't know when it's worked. Uh, when has it worked? And so they A learn from their mistakes. From not out from outside the organization. Do they? Do they learn from their mistakes? A free agent from outside the organization. I think they will. I don't think you'll see that again. I think they'll, 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 they'll. If they well, make they, mistakes, I think it'll be from within. Okay. I think it'll be. Okay, we we're gave going Corbin to Carroll one hundred eleven million dollars, and oops, right? But I think you might see other guys. I mean, could you do that with Moreno? Could you do that with Zach, Alec Thomas? Zach could you Allen. Do that with Zach. We gave Zach Allen four hundred million dollars. Oops. I think you'll see if they make mistakes, it might be from within. Guys that you know, you know the guy. You've got all the intel on him. You know his injury history. You know everything. They've failed when they've had to go outside the organization. The Giants didn't want Bumgarner. No, they knew. I know. But you didn't. You didn't. You're like, oh, well, you know what? A lot of pitchers are going for 150. You know, they weren't. They, listen, they didn't. Ki- they, here's some things that they did well. They didn't keep Patrick Corbin. Right. They didn't keep Robbie Ray. Okay. Now Robbie Ray did win a Cy Young, but that was one. But that was one good year. It was one good year. He's a good year. But they like they have let guys go before they, you know, that, that they could have stayed and kept. I'm now, not. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, there are other guys that like. Okay, there's Paul Goldschmidt, but they have like not. It's not like they signed everybody. But you got to pick the right guys and you got to keep them. No, they do. It, it, look again. I'm not. I really like Mike Hazen as a general manager. I really do. I think, uh, and this, I think he's fantastic. And this to me is more of an organizational thing than it is a Mike Hazen thing because you just. I, I'm thinking about the whole history of the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. But here's the thing: this is Major League Baseball. You can't not pay guys at some point. At some point in his career, hopefully soon. 
Mike Hazen is going to have a team good enough where he's going to have to spend big money on a free agent, either internally or externally. Mm -hmm. Now, he's already done it with Corbin Carroll in a way, but he's even said, you know, at some point, I hope we're good enough that I can go out there in the free agent market and spend money on that one guy that we think that we think puts us over the top. I just look, you've been a fan of this baseball team from day one. So have I. They've hardly ever gotten this right. And certainly not in the last 10, 15 years have they gotten this right. Yeah. They just, they struggle with this. Even Mad Bum. Look, here's the thing about Mad Bum's contract. Relatively speaking, it's actually not that bad, right? Like, not like, wasn't Zach Ranky bad? It, it's still like it's still terrible. You know why? Because they because they got screwed in the pandemic year when they didn't have to pay full salary. He was on the lowest contract, then it went up. Why well, no? Like but, they, but even when he signed it, I remember thinking it was ninety ninety five. It wasn't that bad. Even if this doesn't work out, it's not that bad. It's not Zach Greinke bad, right? It's not like you look at what some of the top pitchers are commanding in Major League Baseball over the last five years. Mad Bum's contract wasn't even close to that. Not even close to that. It's still a waste of a lot of money. Well, I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm just saying relatively to other guys that it could have been. He's the highest paid player on the team, right? Yeah, but Compare it to other. Okay, f- okay. I don't. I don't disagree with you. Hold. I don't. I don't disagree with that. It's not. It's not 150, 200, 250 million dollars. It's. It's night. I think it was like ninety million bucks. I thought it was like eighty six. Okay, I think it was eighty six. I, I mean, He's that's got, and next year the number goes down. Yeah, like next, next year's year like the, fourteen million dollars. Right. So you, it's like and this year's twenty three. It's you're not going to keep him. Here's the thing. You can't keep pitching him if you can't get guys out. Agreed. So, it, like, this is going to end ugly because the Diamondbacks are trying to win baseball games this year, and he doesn't really give you much of a chance to win. He needs to go back to bull riding or roping calves or something like that. Well, and that's and that becomes now. Look, it's one start. They they sent him home. I do have an update on this, by the way. Nick DeCoro, the very good beat writer from AZ Central, tweeted out 35 minutes ago, Tori Lovello says tests showed everything is fine with Madison Bumgarner. As of now, he's... I'm sorry? I could have told you that. Why didn't you? That everything was fine. Why didn't you tell me that then? He just stinks. (laughs) No, I'm just saying wrong I'm talking with him about he stinks. his arm. I'm talking about his, his arm. Because they sent him. Home. There's the boot. <laughs> <laughs> he's on target to start a normal rest on Friday. Okay, so health-wise, he checked out. He's going to start on Friday. The question is, mm-hmm. if the Diamondbacks do decide to cut bait on this, when? How? How okay, much? That's how a much, great question. Let's win. talk about this. How much longer? How much longer? Because I know you want it to be yesterday. It's not going to be yesterday. Yeah. Okay. They still own $37 million. That's a hell of a lot of money to eat on a contract. When? When do they, when do they cut them? You got to pay it either way. So you got to realize that. Like, you got to pay it either way. So, like, there's no, there's no benefit of keeping him in the rotation to justify the contract when he doesn't pitch well. You got to pay him whether he's here. You got to pay him whether he's not here. It's not like you got to go replace him with a high salary guy. You just let one of the young pitchers come up and pitch. But do you give him enough time to see if he can so, be okay. decent? I've given him four years. So How many more years you want to okay. give him? I, I mean, I, look, I'm not. I feel like I've turned into Madison Bumgarner's defense attorney here, and I'm really not trying to. Okay. But I just got to give me some numbers from last year. He had like a 3.7 ERA through the first four months of the season last year. Can you find that version of him? Is that that version of him existed for two thirds of the season? What did he finish with? He oh, he finished terribly. He finished awful. He finished with a four eight ERA, I think. Give me a minute. I had it up here and then I lost it. Okay. 
Okay, hold on. He finished. Here, I got it. I got it right here. He finished with a 4.85 ERA on July 15th. On July 23rd, he had an ERA of 3.71. He was 5 and 9, 6 and 9. On July 23rd, two thirds of the way through the season, he was 6 and 9 with a 3.71 ERA. Does that version of him exist? No. It did last year for two thirds of the season. I'm going to say no. I'm going to, but don't you think they're going to give him time to see if he can rediscover that sure. before they go cut back bait? to your question? How much time? How much time? Because you're going to seven want to starts. Seven starts. You want a number? I'll give you a number. Seven starts. Okay. Seven starts from Addison Bumgarner. If in seven starts he's a mixed bag of bad. I I think you gotta I think you okay. gotta get rid of him. That's see that that wasn't that hard, was it? That's all I wanted. That's all oh, I wanted to know. God, look at those August numbers: seven oh, earned oh, runs terrible. against Philly, five oh. against St. Louis, six against San Fran, five against Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was bad. Ten runs and uh, ten hits and four runs against Colorado. Ugh. His ERA in his last nine starts was seven point two six. He was brutal. <laughs> Brutal at the end. But for four months, he was a very serviceable starter. Actually, you know, his first start last year, three innings, one run, had an area three. Second, five, second inning, second start, five innings, one run. And this year, he's already off to a terrible start. Yeah, his first. 11.25 ERA. His first nine starts last year, he had a 2.76 ERA. <laughs> he was pretty good. He was pretty Should've good. Should have traded him right then and there. <laughs> I'm sure they would have put him on. Put, sent him home. We're going to keep him on the shelf yeah. until somebody trades for him. When we come back, if the Cardinals cannot find a trade partner for DeAndre Hopkins. What could, should they do? That's next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? What's on tonight brought to you by Global Credit Union. 12 branches here to serve you. Become a member today at globalcu.org. Diamondbacks baseball on tonight. We'll preview that game coming up in about 15 minutes here in San Diego. Quick little two-game series against Bo Mel and the San Diego Padres, who are also 2-2, two and two, right? Yeah, they lost like... the first two to Colorado, came back, won the next two. Okay, so they're 2-2. Two and two. Yes. We'll preview that matchup in a little bit, but that game starts at 640. Coyotes hockey tonight. They're in Seattle taking on the Kraken. I think that's a home game. Uh, is it? I only asked it not. I thought it was a home game because on on the what's on tonight little yeah. thing they have on ArizonaSports.com it says it's on the road. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, maybe you're right. Okay. Let's see. They you might are be right. At Seattle tonight. The hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> they're home next week against Seattle. That's yes. what it is. Next Monday they're home against Seattle. Yes, look at you. Next just, Monday they take on the Kraken at home. Just trying to get through this week as quick as you can. It's already next Monday, for goodness sake. Slow down, Gambo. It's Kraken. April 3rd, not April 10th. Uh, and then, of course, the National Championship is on tonight in men's basketball. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fourth-seeded UConn versus fifth-seeded San Diego State. UConn going for their fifth national championship. San Diego State going for their first. I'm pulling for San Diego State. I'm a true West Coaster now. Going for the West Coast team. Are you? Yeah. There's two arguments Take to be made. Take down those awful East Coast teams. The two arguments are you go yeah. for San Diego State because they're going to be a member of the Pac-12 one of these days. Or go for UConn because of Bobby Hurley's brother. 
who is such a good coach. I know. He's such a good coach. Good for him. He had to grow up being Bobby Hurley's brother. Now he's made a name for himself over the years. Oh, yeah. That had to suck. Like, your brother was, like, leading Duke to national championships, drafted in the NBA, and... You're not good enough. Well, you know what that's like. Your brother was always so much was better so than you. I was just like, three, two, one. Right. Here comes a joke yeah. about my firefighter well, totally. handsome You're brother. Yes, handsome, it, it was tall, dark, was handsome. Totally waiting for it. Here comes yeah. in three, two. Yeah, yeah. that's that had to be hard for you. There it is. There it is. Yeah, but I but mean, I, you, so you should maybe root for the UConn because you relate to Danny Danny Hurley. Maybe that's what. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should root for UConn. Uh, mm. Let's see if tonight's game draws as many. Uh, people is the women's championship game yesterday. 9.9. 9.9 million people watched that game yesterday. Wow. And, oh, here, okay, this was the, the women's game. Oh, I made a mistake earlier. That coach won like three national championships I, before. At Baylor. Yeah, at I, Baylor. I, I, I neglected that as well. Sunday's audience for the women's championship game last year exceeded Every single game of the NBA playoffs except for the finals, every game of the baseball postseason except for the World Series, every NASCAR race since 2017, and every NHL game in more than 50 years, including the Stanley Cup finals. It was was crazy how many people watched that game yesterday. I mean, crazy. That Caitlin Clark's, I don't really follow, but Caitlin Clark, that's a big name, right? She's a big name. She's a tremendous basketball player. And And she's not draft eligible. She's got one more year before. She can't even go into the WNBA even if she wanted to. She's yeah. not drafted. She's tremendous. She's so good. Um, so, anyway, that's what's on tonight. And it is brought to you, as I mentioned, by Global Credit Union. All right, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals because there was, boy, a lot of talk about, about D-Hop. And this is Albert Breer on Greg Bedard's podcast over the weekend in which some teams out there apparently think the Cardinals are just going to cut DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, some teams, Greg, think they're going to cut him. Think the Cardinals are going to wind up cutting him. Oh, uh, his market, his market is not great right now. Mm-hmm. And even for teams like, say, like Kansas City, like Kansas City would need him to take a significant pay to pay pay. Yeah, he'd have to be like take the Smith Schuster deal from like right, a year ago. Right, right. So, like, I, I just, I don't. I clearly there's nobody that was willing to take on the contract and pay the Cardinals initial price. Um, this is Ian Rappaport. Crazy. Let's talk about it for a minute. It is crazy. I, just, I mean, you've got one of the best wide receivers in the game at a decent under a decent contract and actually in his prime, and nobody wants to trade for him. I've never seen anything like this. First, Lamar Jackson. Nobody wants to trade for a quarterback. I mean, be honest. Like, who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Bryce Young? Lamar Jackson or C.J. Stroud? You don't have to ask. Like, you I know it's the Lamar answer. Jackson. Like, you need I, a proven guy. Right. So these teams that need a quarterback can go get Lamar Jackson. But no, they'd rather draft. Like, he's an MVP. He's in his prime. Then you got to pay him. I mean, you do have to pay him. If you draft a quarterback, you don't have to pay him. We always talk about that window. I get that part of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why nobody wants Lamar Jackson. And I don't understand how dark, nobody's you know willing to give up at least a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. But these are different times. Like I'm having a hard time comprehending what's going on in football right I now. i got to imagine it's all about the paying of Lamar Jackson. And that their teams are just, that he's just, he's not worth it. That I, he's, I'm tying up too much money in him, and I don't feel like he's the guy who's, that's what it's all got to be about. But it does wow. seem a little misguided. I don't know. 
compared to what the other options are out there. But his totally win loss record, like okay, oh, yeah, just, I would want to know how does he do when he plays. Well, his win loss record is like really good. It's one of the best. Okay, like yeah, he wins. He wins. he wins a lot. He wins a lot. A lot. Now I don't think the Cardinals are going to cut DeAndre Hopkins. I, in fact, we talked about this earlier in the show. If it really comes down to we're either going to cut him or keep him, I mean, at that point, you might as well just keep him. You might as well keep him. You can absorb his salary cap hit this year if you want. The Cardinals have like twenty million dollars in cap space. You don't have to clear that cap space if you're the Cardinals. Now, are you motivated to win? DeAndre Hopkins makes you a better football team. Do the Cardinals want to be a better football team with DeAndre Hopkins? I think that's kind of the crucial question here. I mean, if the Cardinals are trying to not win football games this year, that's fair. do you want DeAndre Hopkins? Because he'll help you win football games. Do you want that? I mean, he might be so damn bad that it doesn't matter. He might have seven catches for 80 yards every game, and you still don't do anything. I, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, I, I, and he'll, I, I, he'll help you win a game or okay, two. Okay. He'll help. So do you want that if you're the Cardinals? Is I don't, that? I don't want to, I'm a fan. I don't want them to win games. I want the top draft pick next See, year. And, and, and under that theory, you don't want DeAndre Hopkins back. You don't want him back under any circumstances. Right, because he's going to help you win games that, as a fan, maybe you don't want them to win because we know they're not going to be very good next, or at least we think they're not going to be very good next year. So that might be the Cardinals' motivation to get rid of him. Interesting thought from our friend over at Jess Root. I want to give him credit for this. He runs CardsWire.com. He wrote a story about this, and I hadn't even thought about this at all. Okay, now there could be two things going on here. This idea that the Cardinals might cut DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, one is that it's a ploy by teams. To make the Cardinals think that there isn't a lot of interest in D-Hop and they need to lower the price. You know, like like it's sort of, you want a second rounder? Dude, we're not giving you a second rounder, right? It's 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 lower your price. You're asking too much. Okay, I buy that. The other I buy is, that. do you remember what happened with Rodney Hudson a couple of years ago? The Raiders yes. were going to cut him. Right, but then the Kansas, Kansas City was going to get him. Uh-huh. And they pulled him back. Uh-huh. And so... He suggests, and I hadn't thought about this at all, that maybe the Cardinals, by suggesting they're going to cut him, if there's a team out there that wants him, that doesn't want to see him go somewhere they don't want him to go to, maybe they go, okay, on second thought, we'll give you what you want. Because if you cut him, like, for example, let's just say the Chiefs and the Bills. Let's say those are the two teams that want DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. We're going to cut him. Bills are going to sign him. Kansas City doesn't want the Bills to sign him because Kansas City knows they're going to be competing with the Bills next year for the AFC Championship. Oh, okay, don't cut him. We'll give you a third rounder for him. Is that same possible? Thing, same thing happened because the Cardinals, I'm just trying to go to my notes here, the Cardinals thought that they were going to get Rodney Hudson without having to trade for him. Because they thought the Raiders were going to cut him. Yeah. And instead, when they knew that if the Raiders cut him, that he might go somewhere else... The Cardinals ponied up yeah. a draft pick to make sure they got Rodney Hudson. Because I got this message uh, from March 17th to 2021. Rodney Hudson wasn't released. Like, will he be? No, which makes sense. Why would you, when 10 teams are trying to trade for him? Um, so anyone who wants to, the Chiefs were going full court to get him. The Chiefs were going full court to get him. But initially. The Chiefs were trying to pay him $13.5 million. Yeah. Initially, the reports came out that the Raiders were going to cut Rodney Hudson. Like everyone was like, "What? You're going to cut him? You're going to cut him?" And then, in short order after that, the Cardinals traded for him. 
And I, I and Jess brings up a great point. Yeah. I do wonder if this is a ploy so that Team A that wants to get so, DeAndre Hopkins. So it's a really good. It's a, it's a good thought. It's a really good thought. You know, because Scott. I'm looking at the tweet. Scott Pioli tweeted: Rodney Hudson's been released by the Raiders. One of my favorite books. Picks during my time in Kansas City, three-time pro, pro, pro bowler, tremendous leader, immediately the top inside, uh, the top O-line free agent, arguably best and most consistent pass blocking center in the NFL over the last decade. So that was Scott Pioli tweeted that he had been released. But they must have got wind that Kansas City was he was going to go back to Kansas City. And so they pulled him back and they traded him to Cardinals. It's a good point. I'm glad you like made it. Yeah. yeah. Cardswire.com is where we got that idea from. I just wanted to pass that along because it's an interesting way mm-hmm. of looking at it. Diamondbacks, Padres coming up tonight, going from one big spending Southern California team to another. We'll preview the game next on the Burns and Campo Show. Arizona Sports, the home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. We're checking in on the Diamondbacks as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck, brought to you by Sonic Drive-In. Drive into your nearest Sonic location for the Super Sonic Double Stack Cheeseburger. For a limited time, only at Sonic. And by 72 Sold. 72 Sold. Get a higher price for your home. Diamondbacks baseball coming up as it's game one of a brief two-game series against the San Diego Padres starting tonight's game that you'll hear right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, and your pitching matchup for tonight's matchup between the 2-2 two and two Padres and the 2-2 two and two Diamondbacks. For the Diamondbacks, Ryan Nelson gets the start. The writer who was named, the righty, I should say, who was named to the starting rotation as the fifth starter. He gets the start, his first start of the season. Ryan Weathers, the lefty, going for the Padres. Yeah, Weathers was mainly a AAA guy last year. He uh, had a 6.73 ERA for AAA El Paso. His last start in the major leagues actually was last June uh, at Wrigley Field. That was his last start was last June. So first start for him since then. Ryan Nelson, we saw him last year, 25-year-old. He's a rookie this year. Had three starts last year, 1.47 ERA. Two of those starts, by the way, against San Diego. He threw seven shutout innings in a win and struck out seven versus the Padres. Padres first go round, but then the Padres handed him his first loss. Four runs, three earned, and five in the third the second time. So he's quite familiar with the Padres, even though he's only had a, a handful of starts in the major league. Yeah, the one four seven ERA, as you mentioned, probably the reason why he got the gig this year. He was kind of having a neck and neck race with Trey Jamison throughout the spring in terms of results and who was going to be the fifth starter. And ultimately, with about a week to go before the regular season started, Tori Lavello and the crew picked Ryan Nelson to be the fifth starter starter over Dre Jameson. Now, Jameson's had a you know, great start in the bullpen so far. The work he did on Friday night coming in in relief for Merrill Kelly was just fantastic. Um, but largely it was Nelson towards the end of spring training who was very, very good. And it was certainly Nelson last year with that one and a half ERA that kind of set him apart in their minds. And that's why they chose him. So obviously a lot of eyes will be on him to see how he does. And then, of course, in a lefty starter tonight for San Diego in Ryan Weathers, it means we get kind of that left-handed lineup 
that left-handed pitching lineup yeah, the, that the, the Diamondbacks are rolling out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So a more pr- predominantly right-handed lineup against the the lefty in Weathers because they're gonna, you know, San Diego split the first, split with Colorado four games. They lost the first two, came back to win uh, the next two. But yeah, more. I would. I got seven righties in the lineup tonight. Was Kitz, that what it was? Kitzel Marte is batting leadoff, playing at second. Kyle Lewis batting second. DH Lords Goriel is third in left field. Christian Walker at first base batting cleanup. Evan Longoria hits fifth. He's at third base. Corbin Carroll batting sixth. He's in center field. Nick Ahmed is at short batting seventh. Gabriel Moreno, the catcher, is eighth. Jake McCarthy in right field is yeah, hitting seven. Ninth. The seven right-handed batters. The only lefties in the lineup, Corbin Carroll and Jake McCarthy. Yep. And again, back to what they did in the opener with those two guys at the bottom of the lineup, right? Seventh and ninth. You know, Corbin Carroll... Three stolen bases so far this year, but he's three for 14, okay? He's not off to this great start, Corbin Carroll. Three for 14, so, look, eventually he'll get cooking, I believe, but he's three for three in stolen bases, but the batting average is not there. And the Diamondbacks have had some struggles. I mean, Longoria's one for seven to start the season. Um... Rojas is 0 for 7. Alec Thomas, who's not playing tonight, but he's 0 for 9 to start the season. It's only four games, but they've got some guys that are kind of cold right now. I think now. the only one is Christian Walker, right? He's who's yeah, not, he's who's not about well. closed, who's not cold to start the season. As yes. a team, Diamondbacks hit 197 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, they won two of the four games, and they, they if you haven't heard yet, or if you missed it from over the weekend, the Diamondbacks... Leave Dodger Stadium not losing a series for the first time in five years. All right, which is remarkable considering they were outscored 20 to 7. Remarkable considering they hit 197 as a team. But they walk out of there with a 2 2 four game split and a little bit of optimism that maybe things are better, even coming clearly not playing their best baseball by a long stretch. They didn't hit the ball very well. Their starters outside of Zach Davies weren't very good. But timely right handed at bats. Small ball that worked on Friday night and then on Sunday afternoon. The bullpen in spots, whether it was Trey Jamison, whether it was Andrew Chafin, whether it was Scott McGuff, there was there was some good work Absolutely. and a really different look out of the bullpen with some of the hard throwers as well. It was with some small changes really paid off. I yeah, think it's a big difference. And listen, I, I'm real comfortable with, with Chafin in there too. He's a he's a big time pitcher, and uh, so that the resign, you know, bringing him back, not a big contract either. I mean, that was a, a Solid move for the, from the Diamondbacks, but they had to redo the whole bullpen after last year. After the last few years, they really needed to redo the bullpen. They did it. Got a bunch of hard throwers out there, guys that can miss bats, get you those strikeouts. I like what I've seen out of them so far. The, the whole bullpen ERA, it's it's not great, but that's a little overblown by like one bad game. Yeah, it's the bullpen ERA hasn't been great as you mentioned, but I think the individual performances have been very very good. The injury report, today's injury report, brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health services the first step to help is three numbers away call text or chat 988 to access the suicide and crisis lifeline to be able to get that the injury report largely unchanged though we will add a name to it in a way in a way carson kelly uh fractured forearm joe mansupply corbin martin mark melanson all out of the bullpen they're all out as well the name that we're going to add is Madison Bumgarner, though we probably shouldn't add him. He was sent home.
home from Southern California due to arm fatigue. Troy Lovello told reporters today that the arm checked out medically fine and that he should be in line to make his next start Friday. We'll see. I mean, at a bad outing, I mean, hopefully for him and the Diamondbacks, he could pitch well. We don't, nobody wants him to pitch poorly, but you do get to a point like, you know, you're running out of time on that contract. You got this year and next year, and you, you know, if he doesn't pitch well, you might have to make a move to try to win baseball games. Yeah, potentially. And it's, look, I don't disagree with you. It is absolutely something to keep an eye on. It's a big contract that you're going to have to make a decision on $37 million sure. that's left on it. But if he's not pitching well and you've got designs of competing for a wild card, you can't waste too many of those starts if Mad Bum's not getting the job done. So that's certainly something that's worth keeping an eye on. The MLB standings, they're presented by Desert Wholesale Diamond. Desert Wholesale Diamond, honored to be a part of your big life moments for over 32 years. It's early in the standings, but I will tell you in the National League, the only team so far with more than two wins, the New York Mets, off to a 3-1 and one start. Everybody else, the only team so far with no wins in the National League, Philadelphia Phillies, who are 0-3. The Mets were three and one. That's what I. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I've got. How about that? Yeah, so I think they lost their opener. I believe they did. I think they've they're three in the American League. Got a bunch of three win teams. Tampa Bay's off to a three and zero start. Minnesota, Cleveland, off to a three. Oh, and Mets one lost ten nothing today. That's what I saw. They're three and two. Oh, okay, three and two. They I'm got sorry. shut out the, ten nothing you know today. The standings I'm looking at are not reflective okay. of today. I didn't today, realize Mets it was got beat ten nothing by okay. the Brew Crew. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, uh, good. I knew they lost today. There. Yeah, my bad. Speaking of you, today, bad. Uh, no, my bad. It's not your bad. It's my bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of today, uh, the San Francisco Giants twelve three winners over the Chicago White Sox. Yes. Four home runs in the fifth for San Francisco. Woo. Conforto, Estrada, Yastrzemski, and Villar all like homered. Conforto, former Met. In a, in a fifth inning, they were all solo shots. Nobody was on, but the Giants absolutely creamed Chicago 12-3 to in that game today. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that, that's that's a big... Flores is on that team. Uh, Wilma Flores, former, uh, former D-back, and then Conforto, the former Met. Yeah, that's a big win for them. Yeah. All right, let's get you a key to tonight's game. Listen, man, I need you to be the key master. I am the key master. Arizona Sports, the home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. D-backs, keys to the game. Driven by trucks only, the Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the lifetime engine warranty. I've also got a couple for you today. Okay. Soto's off to a, one Soto's off to a bad saw, two for 14. But Xander Bogart, who the Diamondbacks, they kicked the tires on him. They knew they weren't going to be able to sign him, but they did kick the tires on it. He's off to a great start, six for 14, two doubles, five RBIs. So watch out for Xander Bogarts. But here's another key. That bullpen, Harden, Hill, Wilson, and Garcia have each thrown two scoreless innings for the Padres. So their bullpen has been very, very good. So going to want to get to this Ryan Weathers early, build up a you know build up a lead because one step you, the Padres with a with that bullpen pitching so well early, they've done a really good job. If they get the lead on you, they've got the guys that could come in and close it out. And not to look ahead too far, but we won't have a Diamondbacks on deck tomorrow because it's a day game. Zach Gallen and you Darvish tomorrow. 
Ooh, yeah, Gallon coming off of a not you know not such a great start the first time out. Didn't even get get out of the fourth inning, right? So but it's still trying Zach to pitch Gallen. better. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you Darvish, you didn't get a ton of run during the World Baseball Classic. Um, that should be a really good and that's a day game tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's a one o'clock. So it's just a two game, pitch. two game, two series, game series, right? and an off day, and then the Diamondbacks home opener, opening day, at Chase Field coming up Thursday. We'll be there, right? I'm ready. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I got my tickets for opening day. All right, Diamondbacks. Baseball is next. We are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow, straight up 2 o'clock, right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.